You're listening to The Blank Page Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Patterson, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. This is a space where I get to talk to creatives, entrepreneurs, and storytellers about what it means to be on a creative path, how to deal with the high highs and the low lows, and how to stay well along the way. As a creative myself, I am no stranger to riding the roller coaster, discreetly crying on the subway slash not so discreetly crying in my car, getting in my head, focusing on results, and just not having a good time. So my hope for this show is to create a community where we can all come together, lift each other up, remind each other to have fun, and feel fortified in returning to that proverbial blank page again and again. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy today's episode. Hi friends, happy Monday. I hope everyone's week is starting off right. Missed you last week, skipped a week because, you know, as I've said before, I'm doing this all myself, which is so exciting, but... I really want to honor when I feel like I'm not feeling inspired and just need a week to rest. I don't want to push, 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 but also balancing when I'm procrastinating and when I actually need to rest. Feminine business design, you know, anywho, Um, Mercury retrograde. How's everyone feeling? We're at the start of it. So exciting. I now try to view periods of Mercury retrograde as a time to just trust the process, to trust the redirect. And um, and to just be diligent about checking uh, emails and texts and uh, read things twice because, you know, it's just communication goes a little haywire. But it's all for a bigger purpose. And it's usually like a big uh, clean out of things that aren't serving you. So, yeah, have hope everyone's doing well navigating all of that. Just wanted to uh, plug some past guests. Birds of Prey with Mary Elizabeth Winstead is out in theaters now. Check that out. Uh, High Fidelity on Hulu, which stars Zoe Kravitz, and she also produced it. Uh, Also, Dave I Enjoy Randolph is someone who I've known sort of through friends, and she was in... um, the grad school circuit she's also in it and it's just so exciting and it's been so inspiring to watch her career she's been someone who has definitely worked on great stuff but I think who certainly had like a slump here and there this is the first thing she's one of the sparkliest humans I've ever met and this is the first thing I've seen her in where I've been like yes someone finally gave her the reins and just is letting her fly so that has been so expansive and inspiring to watch and Former Blank Page guest, uh, Neil DeStolfo, has a great little co-star in it that is so fun in episode three. So John and I are currently watching that show right now and just enjoying the shit out of it. It's so good. Um, Things I'm reading, I'm still reading Initiated by Amanda Yates Garcia. It's the memoir of a witch. It's super inspiring. Um, it has inspired me to literally, I'm cuckoo bananas. I've talked about this with my friends. Um, she has a chapter on familiars and I now have a hawk familiar who goes with me wherever I go. And, um, so yeah, I didn't have an imaginary friend as a child, but I do now. So can you picture me walking into audition rooms with a big ass hawk on my forearm? How do you like me now? Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> this, this is what's been going down over here. Let's get to this episode. I am so, so excited about today's episode. I've been really wanting to diversify the guests a little bit more as much as I, we all know I'm obsessed with actors and writers and, um, you know, storytelling in terms of film, TV, plays, but I really want to talk to more entrepreneurs and um people who are doing who are telling stories in all other mediums because really everything that we consume is a story right but miss lindsay ashcraft we go way back to chico state and she is someone who i've been following along with on social media for years 
She is a social media specialist. She started her own company, Craft Creative, and they're a small group of social media experts who help mostly women-run businesses grow their brand, and they really sort of redirect the narrative. And I loved everything Lindsay had to say about social media because it's really all rooted in authenticity and just being yourself and letting that sparkle and having more fun. And I think, you know, in a world where we're so saturated, our social media is so saturated and we're constantly taking all of this stuff into our subconscious. It's such a refreshing way to look at it. I also thought she had so much good stuff to say on work-life balance and um, taking time for yourself, taking time away from screens as someone who constantly works with screens. And she's just she's just an all-around great human. So I know you guys are going to really, really love this one. And I'm so excited to get more entrepreneurs like Lindsay on the show. Oh, and one more plug, Angelica Sherry, you remember my dear friend, the writer and playwright, lyricist, poet, all the magical things. Her new musical, Gun and Powder, is having its world premiere right now in D.C. So if you're over there, please check it out. I am so sad that I can't go over there and see it because it just looks like the most incredible story. And I'm just so honored to have had so many of the guests that I've already had. And I look forward to speaking to so many more of you. And I thank you all for listening and coming on this journey with me. Have the most beautiful week and enjoy today's episode with Lindsay Ashcraft. All right, everybody. So I'm here with Lindsay Ashcraft. Lindsay is pretty much a badass lady. She <laughs> she has a blog called Northern Daisy, which if you're not following her on Instagram, I highly recommend you do. I feel like, I don't know, Lindsay, just, I've been, you know, I've known you for years and I've been following you for years um, mm. since Chico. And I just feel mm. like you always put the most beautiful, positive content out there. And it's so authentic to you and beautiful. And it's just, it's a joy to follow. Like, oh my gosh, that is too kind. No, really? <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. I mean, that always feels good to hear for sure. Yeah, no, it's, it's been inspiring me for years. And then she also is the CEO of Craft Creative Company, which is so, I'm like so fascinated and I can't wait to talk to you more about this because, you know, nowadays you see so much stuff with, um, trying to target social media and yours is the first sort of company I've come across that just feels like approachable and kind and fun, you know, like <laughs> I think the Good. way that you approach social media is so fun and refreshing in a time when there's just such an onslaught of everything. So oh, I'm, nice to hear. That's I'm always goal. grateful to have <laughs> you in my feed. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So I love starting at the beginning with yeah. these. Uh, tell me about Tiny Lindsay and tell me <laughs> some of your earliest memories of being creative and um, yeah, what are some childhood memories of being super inspired? Yeah. Um, so I knew this question was coming because I listened <laughs> to your past episodes <laughs> and it's so funny, like as I was reflecting, I was realizing how not linear my relationship with creativity has been. Oh, tell me um, more. Yeah, because I feel like I've never really been completely attached to one thing and I love that. <laughs> That's like true Gemini. True right? Gemini shit right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm like it makes me so happy to just dabble in everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's funny, like if I think back to my very earliest memory being like maybe four years old, I my mom was so good at fostering creativity in me and just kind of let me do whatever creative thing I wanted to do. But That's so nice. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, but I remember I used to be obsessed with drawing like chalk on the sidewalk, which sounds so simple, but I took it so seriously. I feel like that makes so much sense just with your sensibility <laughs> and taste also. Like, like pastels. Yeah. I yes. just immediately was like, Oh, this is my jam. Yeah. Totally. 
totally. Yeah. So I was, I was quite obsessed. Like I would spend hours outside and my mom would like give me different challenges of like things to draw. And then she would like critique them so I could get better. And I remember that was like such a huge, huge thing for me. And really it bled over into like in my entire childhood growing up. It's like, I took things so seriously, like whatever I got Mm -hmm. into, whether it was like singing and dancing in my bedroom, it was like, no, I'm doing like a full choreography. I'm like, I'm assigning my friends roles. Like I took it very seriously. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So I feel like that's just kind of been my path is like, I found these different creative outlets and I've had fun expressing myself in them for, for however long until it feels not interesting anymore. Yeah. Um, and then kind of going from there. That's amazing. Yeah. And I feel like you write so much now too. Was writing always something you were doing from a young age? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've, I've always been a journaler and I still am to this day. Like mm-hmm. every single morning with um, the, the like five minute journal, if you've ever seen that. I have. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love it. It's so, it's like the best way to start my day because it just kind of forces you into this zone of gratitude, mm. um, which is so nice because it just asks you basically like what are three things you're thankful for and what are a few things that would make today really great. And so I'm like, how do you not have like a positive outlook when you start your day like that? So totally. And then like yeah. three things that would make your day great are also kind of like a light Absolutely. call to action. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Without being too like stressful. Right. Um, yeah. It's inspiring. It's like inspiring you to act. Totally. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, anytime, any opportunity to write, like that has always been my thing. And it was something I really excelled at in school. And I loved, that's something I love mentoring other people in. I feel like that has been a consistent role as like mentoring others in writing. And yeah, now in my current position, like I mean, I feel like I have a million different things that I yeah, do. I was going to ask, I want to hear all the hats that you wear because I know there are. I wear so many hats. Yeah. Like, I feel like I spend so much time answering people's questions of like, what do you do? What do you do exactly? Yeah. Yeah. Like no one ever knows. And I'm like, oh, that's going to be my mission this year just to nail down like a really Elevator good pitch. answer for that. Yeah, yep. totally. Yep. So it's still kind of in progress, but yeah, so I do many things. So I actually just recently took on a basically full-time gig free. It's also freelance, but I'm working. Yeah, you're like the freelance queen. Yes, (laughs) I'm trying to be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I'm freelancing full-time with a company called Later Media. And Mm -hmm. um, it's really exciting. It's like a dream job for me because they're just an incredible team of experts. They're like the number one Instagram marketing tool. That's amazing. Um, yeah, so I was so excited to get it, and I didn't even think that it would, like, the stars would align or I would be considered, but it ended up working out, and it's been such a great experience, but um, I'm definitely juggling, like, two full-time jobs, if not three, <laughs> sometimes oh, wow. is what it feels like. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll kind of see where this year takes me and kind of how I'll juggle that, but um, yeah, so Craft Creative is also... Um, we do consulting on social media and we also do content creation, which is really fun. So doing, you know, product photography in a way that's not stuffy or like, you know, like the classic white backdrop. Right, right, right. So like, you know, whatever. Yeah, totally. <laughs> more like fun lifestyle content. Um, and then also like a little bit of social media management on the side. Mm-hmm. So we're kind of like a all hands on deck social studio. So that's really fun. And I have um, a few clients that I um, have on retainer. So basically balancing a lot of social. Yeah. And then then I also have my blog and I pretty regularly work with different brands to create content. So a lot of content creation, a lot of um, social media. Yeah, that's amazing. What was the inspiration behind the blog? Ooh, yes. (laughs) So... I started my blog when I was working at a startup and I, I think, I don't know if it's like, cause my dad is a workaholic and like it rubbed off on me. But when I left college, I just was like not in a healthy 
place. And I think being at a startup, like the work environment can be a little bit crazy and you're, you know, it's like, there's also like a lack of boundaries because things are new and it's just like nonstop and they're small. So you're like, if you're a people pleaser at all, I feel like that's just a breeding ground for stress. (laughs) Totally. Like I just would never stop checking my email. and Uh, it It was like very bad boundaries. And at that time it was like, it was too much. And I remember at work one day, I had a coworker ask me, what are some of your hobbies? And I like looked at her and I paused and I was like, oh my God, like I haven't done anything outside of work in probably like six months. Like wow. I literally couldn't tell her anything I did for myself or like literally anything. I'd just been consumed by like the startup culture. That's insane. Yeah. And so I immediately like not having an answer for her was like, oh my God, I have to change something like right now. Yeah. And so I found that I was like, I need a creative outlet and I need something to keep me accountable. And um, so my blog really became a creative project. And I was like, okay, this is going to be something that encourages me to travel and to do other things like practice living intentionally in different aspects of my life and something that I feel like if I'm sharing it, I'm more likely to be held accountable to it. So, I mean, I never thought that it would lead to as many opportunities and like jobs as it has, (laughs) but um, it still has always remained just a creative outlet that I'm not taking incredibly seriously. I'm just doing things that feel joyful. That's so beautiful. Yeah. And hopefully that just resonates and inspires other people to do the same thing. It definitely does with me. Now my question Mm -hmm. is like, it's uh, because the podcast is kind of like this for me also. And I'm curious to see like how it progresses down the line. And you've been doing this for so long. Like when you do start something as a passion project, something that's just for you, just for fun, just for joy. Now that you are getting job opportunities out of it, how how are you balancing that and and not making it feel like a chore? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely been times where it has felt like a chore. Of course. And, and I think I think the biggest thing is like saying no to the things that don't truly spark joy or yes. aren't going to like benefit your career or something that really matters. Because I, I used to get so excited at every opportunity that I would just say yes. And then that was when I definitely overextended myself. But yeah, I think just allowing yourself the grace and checking in with yourself to not feel like you have to make everything hyper productive or monetize everything or mm. anything like that. Like know that this is something just kind of sacred for you that you can keep as you like it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm wondering now, I feel like so much of what you do has to do with the phone, with the computer. How do you, how do you manage that? And how do you set healthy boundaries for yourself? How do you unwind at night? I know that you start, I loved your blog post about it and you already talked a little bit about it, but you start the day with your five minute journal and gratitude. Um, Tell me about some of your practices to stay well in a job that requires you to be in blue light central all the time. Yeah. That has been a long journey, I will say. I bet. (laughs) There has definitely been times where I did not take care of myself well, but um, now I feel like I'm in a pretty good place. And honestly, like the thing that is the most healing for me is like, I love forgetting my phone at home and I love just like not doing things online. So I made a pact with myself really to have like a list on my phone, which granted it should probably be on paper or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's on my phone in case I forget. Yeah. Um, of just non screen activities that I can do. Good. Yeah. So then I'm just like, I will not out of habit go to a screen because it's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's like I absolutely need those breaks. So like starting, I usually have like a cutoff at like seven thirty or eight of like no screens. That's and amazing. That's like vital for me because like literally my eyes need it. Yeah. <laughs> but also like my brain, like I almost just feel like I get 
less intelligent if I'm just constantly staring at a screen. So um, reading has been life-changing and it sounds so simple, but like reading before bed and making that a ritual is so, so important to me. And I feel like it's, it's slowed my brain down and it's allowed me just to quiet my mind and be creative in a different way because it kind of triggers my imagination without having to like be visually stimulated, you know, like it's just a different experience. And I think it sometimes can feel like a chore, but I feel so, so much better when I actually stick to these habits and just really go offline and stick to them. That's great. I know. I totally relate with the reading. Sometimes I'm like resisting it. I'll have a book that I'm obsessed with and I'm like, ugh, no. And then this And the second I pick it up, like my breathing slows down and you're right. It is just like, it's such a different attention span and it feels, it's so rewarding. It never is is exciting to start, but. Totally. Yeah. And another thing that I have recently gotten into and been pretty religious about is going to Pilates. Yeah. And I feel like, yeah, it's just such a good workout and I feel like it's not too strenuous, but it's like. I don't know. It's like more engaging than yoga for my mind. So like yep. sometimes I'll just like love that stimulation after work when I'm not quite ready to like be totally unwired. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but yeah. So sticking to little things like that. And again, that's just a non-screen activity. So anything you can do off screen. Yeah. I actually want to, I'm curious about your list of off-screen activities. Cause I feel like that's inspiring for everyone in this day and age. <laughs> like- yeah, yeah, totally. So definitely like gym, going for walks, Um, I love to just do like friend dates. I'll often, I have like a list of different random activities to do with friends, but like sometimes I, like the other day I was like, I asked my friend to come over and play with like polymer clay (laughs) and we made like earrings. Yeah. Just very random like things that you can do. Um, I feel like that's also like a good, a good thing for me just to schedule in like friend time and make sure that I'm doing those things because I definitely feel like with my job, it's so hard to like log off or engage like in the real world sometimes. So having those like scheduled friend dates where I'm definitely like, we're not, you know, on our phones or anything like that is super helpful too. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like we just talked about how to not consume a lot via the computer, but what do you consume to stay well, whether it's food? I know we talked a little bit about, um, you know, the exercise that you do, but um, books, podcasts, anything that keeps you inspired and kind of brings you back to your center? Yeah. Um, let's see. I. It's funny. I found that semi-recently I found that like I just basically want to unsubscribe to like everything to do with my industry Mm. (laughs) and like only consume things that are completely unrelated. I want that to be super joyful. Like I love this podcast that's about food and it's like, and it's just like restaurant critiques and like very random things that have nothing to do with like my life at all. And I find it amazing and it inspires random thoughts. So I feel like that kind of cycles back to your original moment of starting the blog of it's so easy to not have hobbies or to have your job be your hobby. Right. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. And I mean, my job is creative and fun and I'm like constantly engaged and stimulated. So it's like, I feel very fulfilled in that area. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I'm giving myself permission to consume content that has nothing to do with like my to-do list. Yes. And that feels so good. So I really try to just consume content that has nothing to do with my job. And mm-hmm. then again, just like off screen activities, I think is like the biggest thing that just kind of fills my cup back up. Um, and yeah, I mean, I definitely feel a difference when I, you know, I'm eating well and taking care of myself. And I mean, I definitely, I also schedule screen time breaks in my day as well. That's mm. super important. So like I usually go for like a quick little walk on my lunch break or just something just to kind of get out of my head. That's awesome. 
So I know that you started in the startup, but why don't you, I've been so fascinated with guests lately. Why don't you walk us Mm -hmm. through sort of what you studied, what the first job was and how you've gotten to where you are now? Yeah. Um, So I went to Chico State. So did I. (laughs) That's how we know each other. So amazing. (laughs) Are you from Chico or SAC? I'm actually from LA, um, but I, I know. Why did I think you were from NorCal? Well, I have lived here so long. Like I moved here for high school. So yeah. So, um, so you were born in LA. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. Now you're there. I know. (laughs) Yeah. Full circle. Um, but yeah, so I, I went to Chico state and I majored in communication design, Mm -hmm. um, which is really just like, we studied like every kind of form of communication and like movies to television to um, books to like anything, radio even. And um, so that was kind of like a fun, perfect Gemini major. Yes, totally. <laughs> so like, Yep. <laughs> exploring everything. Um, and then when I graduated, I worked in fashion e-commerce for a quick minute. Oh, wow. Didn't like the environment, mm-hmm. um, and then I ended up at a local um, social media startup, and they really focused on like food and hospitality clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was there for almost four years, so wow. I was yeah, I was very, very much dedicated to that cause. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I learned so much when I was there and it was like a great experience, but, um, you know, I kind of just kept finding myself wanting more. And while I was at that startup and, you know, had some terrible work boundaries to begin with, um, I started my blog and then through my blog, I kind of was doing both at the same time and, unexpectedly my blog started to get me some opportunities and at first it was like you know just very like small partnerships with brands that I was like posting photos for them um and then those brands started to kind of um want to go a little bit deeper with me because they would see that I was also in social media and that I was a social media manager at the time and they um were like hey what can you do for us? And then, so that started to actually turn into like these bigger paying jobs and like clients and started getting like spreading word of mouth. And I landed some larger clients in like the Bay area and New York. And it was like very exciting. And I found myself kind of juggling all of this freelance at the same time as working at this startup. And it got to a point where I was like, what am I doing? Like I I think I'm, I'm like, I think I can like work for myself. This is like a real thing. Yeah. I mean, I always wanted to be a business owner, but I just thought that that was something like way down the road when I was an adult. Right. Right. Responsible. Uh I thought that that's what that meant, but it kind of turned into this thing like really quickly and unexpectedly. And I was like, okay, it, it just, it doesn't make sense anymore to do both. So I went out on my own and it was honestly really scary. Like it took a long time to have the courage just to actually quit my job. Yeah. Yeah. It's Uh, scary. It's so scary to make that leap, even if you know you're good. Like that's that's a terrifying transition. Yeah. And I feel like no one really tells you how much you have to believe in yourself. Yeah. Because like, I just, I wish someone had given me that advice because I think I constantly just struggled with like, feeling unworthy because like one small thing would happen, but it was just, you know, like part of the journey and part of the process. And Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it takes a lot of guts like consistently and you just have to believe that things are going to work out. Absolutely. As an actor, like you totally feel that. Yeah. This is my life's work. Right. My (laughs) life's work is exactly what you're talking about is the self-worth and being like, okay, like I don't need to dog paddle and right. take on 10,000 day jobs because I'm afraid I'm not going to book. Like that actually drains my energy. So yeah. it, is, yeah, it is really just believing in yourself enough to keep going and also setting strong boundaries and being like, oh my God, if something feels heavy, I really just need to drop it. And I don't know if you can relate to this, but being a people pleaser 
I even just like had an experience with this the other day where someone asked me to do a day job and I was like, I, I listened to the request and I was like, yeah, like I could do it. But I was like, no, it feels like it's going to be too much. I don't think I want to do it. And I agonized over the decision. Right. And then I was like, why? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I can only imagine, especially I know you were so much younger. That must have been such a huge, terrifying jumping off the cliff. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I, I really, I, I think it took me, I think there was like six or seven months of like really juggling both things Mm -hmm. like a crazy person Mm -hmm. and consistently like every time I talked to anyone in my life I was like I'm just gonna do this for like two more months like (laughs) two more months like and then I'll be totally good because like and I kept like making up these things like these I don't know mysterious deadlines and like things that I had yeah exactly I was like I have to have this much saved and I have to have this much and it was like Mm -hmm. every time I would hit it I had another excuse so I (laughs) I finally was just like nope we're doing this and I mean it's sad it's like nothing is gonna help you like learn your strengths and weaknesses more than just like diving in and taking a huge risk yeah and I mean, it's been so rewarding, like as much as I've like failed and had to try things again, like it has been so good for me just to know myself better and to also know that I'm capable of doing things that like aren't in my zone of genius or yeah. aren't my strengths. Um, it's, it's a real confidence booster. Yeah. How do you, I'm sure that, you know, similar to acting and, and I'm so excited to be talking to you because, you know, I've had so many actors on the podcast because those are the people within my orbit, but I really want this to be a space for people who are creative on all fronts. And I think that, um, actors and entrepreneurs, freelancers, there's, there is this, you know, it's what we touched on before. You have to believe in yourself and you have to be resilient. So what, um, what have you learned from, as you mentioned, failures and how do you deal with the high highs and the low lows of kind of having your own business and forging this path? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's hard <laughs> yeah. and, and I feel like last year was a year of a lot of lessons and trying things that didn't work out and then mm. figuring out what did work out. Um, but I feel like one of the main things that has been really helpful is just not isolating myself. Yeah. So it can feel like because I have the responsibility of like making every single moving piece of my business work, like it felt like it was all on my shoulders. Mm. And so I have found that like reaching out when I'm not feeling like basically when I need a little pep talk, Mm -hmm. but also like it has been incredibly beneficial to reach out to people in the sense of like, I've hired a virtual assistant. That's awesome. Yeah. And it took me a while to be like, Oh, do I need one? Like, Oh, I don't know. But it was like such, it was such a game changer to have someone that I could lean on a little bit. And I think it's, even if you are, you know, running your own business, you still need people to lean on and to check in and you need people who get it and are kind of like in your in your industry. Yeah. So like that was a huge thing. And I definitely, even, even that process, like it was so hard for me to find a virtual assistant. Like I was going to ask, like, what was that process? Like, I mean, first of all, making the decision, but then I can imagine it would be so hard to a choose someone and then trust them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I decided that I wanted to do it. And like, first I tried interns because I had a background in like managing interns and so I was like okay like we have the university here like this should be easy Mm -hmm. and it was not at all like yeah (laughs) I did not get basically I like I just I got a lot of applicants and a lot of students who were pretending that they knew things but right they didn't at all right and it was more work for you. It was more work. And I was like, if you had just been upfront from the beginning, yeah. <laughs> Be instead of like pretending that you knew all these things, so I didn't show you that, like, it just kept creating more work. So that didn't work out. And then I kept trying to get recommendations from people because I was hoping that, you know, like, that would be a little bit more trustworthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I went through two, two other virtual assistants who just, 
I mean, one like took a vacation right after she started and didn't tell me like, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, these are functioning adults. I'm like, like, what? Like, how am I so unlucky? Like, it's oh my gosh. But it's, it's really challenging to hire remote too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's just not that component of, I don't know, there's a, there's a block there, but um, I eventually reached out to another person who owned a social media agency and she recommended her person and, um, her name is Molly and she has been with me for maybe like five, six months. So wow. yeah. And she's like, it's just, it's amazing. Like it feels so right when you can actually find someone and I can trust her and yeah. She's taught me a lot about, you know, processes and things that I can kind of take with me no matter, you know, who's on my team. So it's been a good experience for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. And super expansive for you probably to, that gives you a new position, you know? Yeah. It gives me a little bit more space to be able to delegate things that maybe just I don't want to (laughs) do. Yeah. Yeah. That's really nice to be able to do for sure. That's awesome. What do you feel like is the biggest hindrance to your creativity and your flow? Hmm. I mean, honestly, as we were just talking about my virtual assistant, like I usually assign her the things that that drain me. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I mean, I feel like the most excited when I'm doing some sort of creation. So I think like anytime I have to do like the admin side of owning a business like that can be really challenging and something that I often put off (laughs) um yeah I think the thing that's helpful with that is when I find things that just I'm not very excited about doing like even just reaching out to someone for some quick advice or something to get out of my head outsourcing helpful yeah 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 like yeah I would love to just outsource so much of my life. <laughs> yeah. Like well, that's probably something going forward that will happen, you know, oh, as yeah. everything grows. Yeah. Step by step. What are the projects that excite you the most when they come through? Um, let's see. Um, through like, actually both. Um, really, anytime I can do content creation for a brand, like really conceptualize an idea or just have like complete, either either complete creative freedom or like a challenge to capture something, um, you know, under an art director. Like that's so exciting for me to be able to take an idea and then see what it can be like in reality. Because I feel like anything creative, you know, it's like you have this vision in your head, but it kind of always ends up being something a little bit different. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. In reality. So I'm just so in love with that process. So I think anytime I get to do, um, I mean, honestly, brand photography is probably my favorite, but you're so good at it. (laughs) Thank you. It's so beautiful. Your work is gorgeous. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I just love being able to create, I like make ideas happen, you know, like you mm-hmm. have a mood board and then it's like, well, what is it really going to be? You know, like it's just mm-hmm. very exciting to be able to do shoots like that. I think. That's amazing. And what, what's, what are some of the things that you're most proud of? Mm, um, honestly, I'm very proud of my new freelancing job with later. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's like, it's funny. It's like, I, when I was at, um, the agency that I worked at for a long time, I had like a period of time where I was like, okay, I'm like ready to move on, but I'm too scared to go freelance. And it wasn't as large at that point. Mm -hmm. And so I was kind of like looking for jobs and there was definitely a period of time where I just felt so defeated. Mm -hmm. It's just like nothing was working out. And I think like it, there was a little piece of me that kind of felt that insecurity of like, Uh, is something wrong with me but like Mm. really a really I think like looking back I'm like well it's people don't usually want to hire out of the area and like I was applying to cities I didn't live in and Mm. I was a consistent hindrance and like there's logistical factors but it still was like an insecurity that I think I internalized of like 
do I not fit into this like agency mold or this like, I don't know, big company mold, like in some way. And so I think like getting this opportunity with later has been a big confidence booster um, to be able to be like, oh, okay. Like I'm working with experts and I am now also like, okay to call myself an expert. Yeah. That's exciting, you know? Absolutely. Um, But yeah, that's something like fresh in my mind, but I also just, I love, I love mentoring so much and I feel so proud of how many different brands I've been able to help launch and small business owners who, you know, feel confident to handle like their own social media. And I mean, it just, it makes me feel really good when I have people reach out to me that I've worked with who are like, I'm like making sales and I'm so excited. Oh yeah. You know, like it just feels really good to be able to support. I mean, mostly I have helped um, female business owners. So like, it just feels super empowering. Yes. Like I'm just, it's very exciting for me. What are some of the most common mistakes that you see, you know, the individuals and companies that you work with making in terms of their social media? trying too hard yeah (laughs) um can be like a big thing I think I think like just bringing personality a lot of a lot of brands and business owners are just afraid to bring their own personality into Mm. the business and I think like no matter what kind of business you have like even if you're like a b2b business like people are still people like you're still marketing to human beings yep and I think they like people are craving authenticity. They're craving something different. They're craving just a little bit of personality. Like we don't want the static content that has been, you know, the status quo in the past. Like Mm -hmm. I think that's often a big mistake is like brands not being willing to take risks Mm. or to bring themselves into it and make it a little more personal. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I always love, I feel like you're always posting about like make Instagram fun again. And it's so, (laughs) it's so real. When we all first started with it, it was like, yeah, use whatever filter you want, like post whatever. (laughs) And now it has become like this sort of homogenous thing. And I don't think at first it was the kind of thing that made you feel like, oh, everyone's life is better than mine. You know? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's so funny you say that because like statistically posts on Instagram are down and mm. I think it is because everyone is like, uh, I don't want to post because it's like not perfect or this makes me feel bad or right. just tons of like consumption, but not like creation and stories. I feel like everyone's just in stories. Right. And yeah. yeah, the posts are really, that's so true. Yeah. So I think like this coming year is going to be really interesting to see how things change. Mm-hmm. And I think like there is just going to be a lot more video content and people staying in stories. And it's mostly just because people want to see like human beings talking to the camera or like not perfectly styled photos or, right. you know, just like a little bit of change. And like the no edit edit is like big on Instagram. Like there's so many things of people just create craving some kind of like authenticity and yeah, things are changing. Yeah. What do you, what are some of, I mean, you've been working intensely with social media for years. What are some of the most helpful trends that you've seen? And what are some of the most like, uh, gotta go not helpful trends? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm like, I never, I've never really talked to like a real social media expert before. And I'm, I, this is so exciting. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, I think trend wise, like the more that you can, like, you know, it's so funny, like we're at my job right now, like we're all getting into TikTok. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel so old, but <laughs> But like, we're all just trying to like research and like, or I'm ending up like going down these rabbit holes of like 13 year olds telling me how to TikTok on YouTube. And they're, but they're so creative. They're like there's so a reason creative. why their stuff is so good. Cause they're just yeah. like young and they don't care and it's low stakes and it's fun. Exactly. Yeah. So I think like that attitude that's been on TikTok of like, this is actually creative and like weird. I'm like, 
not subscribing to anything, I think we're going to see that kind of content on Instagram more Mm -hmm. and also just people using TikTok and then reposting it on Instagram. So like Mm -hmm. TikTok is here to stay. It's it's weird, but it's, it's happening. (laughs) Hey, you heard it here first. (laughs) It is happening. It's like a crazy amount of downloads and, and I think like it's going to be kind of a trendsetter for the rest of social media platforms. Um, And I, yeah, kind of like I said, just that authenticity and um, a little bit less curated. And mm-hmm. even, even like I've been thinking about that, I'm like, oh, what do I want my social media to be in 2020? Because like things are so different than they used to be. So yes. I actually think it's kind of fun. Like it might actually be enjoyable again. And especially mm-hmm. like Instagram likes are going to be hidden soon for everyone in the United States. I think that's so amazing. I, I yeah. worry so much about just like tween Right. developing minds and like what that has to do. Like one of the, the girl that I babysat for years would be like, oh yeah, we take it down after oh, 30 minutes if it doesn't get a certain number of likes. And I was like, what? Why? Like who cares? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's going to be so good. And I think all of those shifts are going to really, you, I, I foresee people being able to share more of like the content that used to be exciting. Mm. So I'm really looking forward to that for sure. That's awesome. What's something that you want people to feel when they're around you and because we've focused so much on social media, when they come in contact with your social media? Hmm, um, I definitely hope that I inspire people. Um, I, this might be a little bit like hard to describe exactly, but I feel like I always, I want to inspire people to dig deeper so mm-hmm. kind of that concept that I talk about sometimes about like living, living intentionally and traveling lightly, like actually going, like, I hope that people care enough to go beyond like the surface with me. And mm-hmm. I try to do that in both real life and online. Um, and just kind of knowing that it's a safe space for people and hopefully a joyful space and it doesn't always have to be surface level. Like you can say things that aren't popular. You can be silly. You can be anything and it doesn't have to be as like judged. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely try to create that environment around people. Like I want people to feel safe around me and also like just to be silly because like I'm a silly person. Totally. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I think, I think like you said, like social media can be taken very seriously and it doesn't have to be. Yeah. Um, especially as someone who's like so constantly inundated with the world of social media, like it really actually doesn't have to be serious. And oftentimes the most successful people actually aren't taking it very seriously. Yeah. Yeah. What, what aspects of uh, storytelling are present in your business and in the way that you are approaching content? Oh my gosh. Um, I think every single thing I do. (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think for clients, like I feel like really my job is to be their storyteller online. Mm -hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. And I feel like my work always starts with a client by doing like a deep dive into their values and the things that they want to communicate and the things that make their brand stand apart and, um, you know, just doing a really deep dive into like painting a picture as though their business is a person. Yeah. And so I get to then use an interesting voice. So I love that, like being able to use different client voices Mm -hmm. um, and then telling their story because for me, like it's such an honor that people will come to me and want me to tell their brand story. So I definitely take that very seriously in the sense of like, I think social media should be storytelling. Yeah. Um, Because when it's not, that's, I think sometimes the content that doesn't make people feel good. Right. I think if you actually are connecting with people and bringing that element of connection back into social media, that's usually like when you're going to be making people feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the kind of content people want to support too. Yes, exactly. It's all about real human connection and 
fostering community, albeit a virtual community, right. I mean, not all the time, but you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think, you know, it's like social media by itself is not a bad thing. I think no. we have to be responsible about the stories we're telling and we have to be responsible about our own personal use. It's just kind of like anything with anything that we consume, you know, it needs to be done responsibly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I promise I'll stop asking questions about social media soon, <laughs> but I want to know what your top five favorite Instagrams are. Oh gosh. It might um, be hard. I mean, you can do really more. Hard. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Um, there are so many that's hard to narrow down. Um, let's see. It's like, I have some for brand inspiration and then I have some for like personal, but I'll just, I'll give you a random list. Get, no, I, give us in the categories if you want to also. That's ooh, exciting. I don't even know if I can. <laughs> like, that's a lot of pressure. Um, okay. I'll say one, I'll say one Instagrammer that I followed for a long time and she's actually a Chico State alum too. No way. Um, yeah. So she's a, tra- she used to be a travel blogger, but she kind of retired her blog, but, um, her handle is say Christine. Uh-huh. Um, and she is so great. Like, I feel like she's so real and she, she personally has encouraged me to travel so much. And I feel like she's really good at showing travel in a way that's attainable. Mm. Not like some crazy, like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like fake luxury. Yeah. Like this luxury of like, how do you even do that? Like, I don't right. really understand. Um, she's very like, she shares very approachable travel, which I really appreciate. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So she's a good one that I followed for a long time. Um, I definitely will plug later media, <laughs> Yeah, which I'm working for because they are like, if you, you know, have a business or, maybe have like an account that you're trying to promote. Um, they're such a great resource for creative ideas for Instagram. Mm-hmm. And like, they're just really the least stuffy B2B brand that like ever existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're really great. Um, let's see. I love following Alicia. What is her name? Alicia. It's like Alicia Lishi. Mm-hmm. Um, she runs a studio that's a commercial photography studio. Oh, that's awesome. Her stuff is really creative. She's based out of LA. Um, and she does the craziest things with product photography. Like, and I love it. She's so transparent and she'll show you how like she makes fake marshmallow or she'll make like glue look like cereal. That's or like, so cool. Right? Just you like these commercials weird. and you're like, what is that? What how? Is that? Yeah. Like how is that so perfect? Yeah. Um, she's like the ultimate at kind of showing the behind the scenes and like the less, you know, how she made something perfect, which I just really appreciate because I just, I think people should share how they do things. Or yes. Like, process. Yeah. Like that's I so think nice. that's part of why everyone's so unhappy is because everyone's focused on results yeah. and not relishing in the process or celebrating process. Process is king. I so agree with that. And I, yeah, I can't agree with that more. Um, definitely. Um, let's see. I'm like looking through my Instagram. I'm like, this is hard. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's like we're inundated. Yeah. Um, I just forgot. Oh, definitely Design Love Fest. I followed her. Oh, yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's so good. I feel Can we like, talk about that wedding? Oh, my God. Like, what was that? It was amazing. It's magic. Like, what? <laughs> it was like New Orleans? I know. It was so beautiful. Tampa's like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Too much. Um, yeah, I mean, those are like the ones off of the top of my head. But it's funny because like, I, I, I mean, I get like, sometimes literal inspiration from Instagram, but I really try to get inspiration outside of Instagram so much that like, yeah, I feel like that is like usually better for me because it can make kind of like I said, like just going outside of your industry or like getting outside of like the norm of what people are doing and like Mm -hmm. getting creative ideas that way is like not the way that people do it anymore, but like should. Cause it's healthier. Well, it's healthier. And it's also 
kind of boundless. Like you can look anywhere and yes, exactly. It's so abundant. Yeah. And I think also like it leads to less like comparing yourself. Yes. It's like the other side of, you know, the things that are hard about social media is like, I think that's part of why I've had to like unfollow some people who are like maybe in my industry or something. Yeah. I have to do a cleanse. Yeah. Like I'm constantly comparing myself and I'm like, that's definitely not a good use of my time. And it literally seeps into your subconscious. Like I started realizing that like if I was scrolling before bed, I would like dream about people that I was (laughs) scrolling and I was like, oh shit, that's literally what's happening right now. Right? It's so bad. So Yeah. yeah, those boundaries are so important and just not having your whole life be inside of your phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get outside of it. Are you ready for some rapid fire? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, top three meals in Chico. Oh God. Um, okay. Um, the taco salad at Um Foods. It's like vegan. It's so good. Sounds amazing. Um, top three meals. Okay. Um, the ramen at Coco Ramen. Mm-hmm. And so hard. Okay. Classic, just like bean and cheese burrito from the taco truck. Yep. So good. (laughs) Do you drink coffee? Oh yeah. How do you take your coffee? Mm, I love French press and a little oat milk. Yes. Oat milk. I was just at the store today and I was picking up oat milk and I was like, I hate myself every time I pick this up because <laughs> I feel so basic. But I was like, no, fuck that. Whatever. It's so, so good. Okay. It's so funny though because I discovered oat milk when I was in Denmark and I had never heard of it before and it like wasn't really happening like when anywhere that I was. What? When was that? Um, it was a couple years ago. <gasps> like, I feel like it hadn't infiltrated the U.S. Like, no. The way that it has. So I came back and I was like, oat milk is the best thing in the world. Yeah. Like, I kept trying to find it like everywhere I went and I found it at like one coffee shop in LA and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden it just exploded but I was like wait I'm not even basic I found it in Denmark yeah like, that's their version of almond milk over there because they don't have almond milk they only have oat milk well I really appreciate that anecdote that just made yeah. me feel <laughs> so good I also recently just discovered that I have like um kind of like an intolerance to almonds and oh, yeah. I was like Oh, okay. I've been having all the almond all the time. <laughs> like, almond, yeah. almond everything. Almond yeah. butter, almond milk. <laughs> I didn't even bake with gluten. I was baking with almond meal and I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. So that's why my skin is unhappy all the time. Right. So funny. Yes. So what, what are the, your five favorite cities that you visited? And then what city do you want to visit next? Okay. Um, definitely Copenhagen. Ugh, I'm dying to go. I cannot recommend it enough. It's just absolutely magical mm-hmm. everywhere you go. Um, New York City, because come on. Ugh, the best. Um, the best. Um, I love San Diego. I think it's so underrated. It really is. It's so underrated. It's like, so beautiful. It's beautiful. There's so many different beaches to go to. It's so laid back. Everyone's so happy and nice, I feel like, all the time. Mm-hmm. So, like, what's not to like about that? Um, Seoul, South Korea. That was another one that I loved. That's amazing. Um, all of the sheet masks and K-pop. Yeah, I mean, please. <laughs> give me. Um, yes. And then probably another place in Asia. I went to Hanoi, Vietnam, and also amazing experience. Yeah. And then what city do you want to visit next? Um, oh gosh, so many. Um, <laughs> you can give a you can give a few a few. Why okay. not? I definitely I'm hoping to go to Italy this fall. So yeah. like I would love to just go to some of the classic spots like Rome. Um, I'd love to go to London. Like I haven't traveled as much to Europe as I have to um, other places. So Mm -hmm. I just feel like I have so many places in Europe I want to go. Yep. Well, I know you're a big reader like me. Mm -hmm. What are your top three books of all time? And then if you have any that you've read recently, that are kind of, cause I am always like, okay, well I have my favorite books, but then there are some that I've read recently that I also highly recommend and that are fresh on my mind. So 
Oh yeah. Give us some some book racks and some book faves. Okay. Um I feel like my go-to favorite is Big Magic by Lizzie mm-hmm. Gilbert. So good. Yeah. Like whenever I'm feeling blah or like down, that's just my go-to. I'll just like read a little bit from that. I feel like that's something every creative should read, like no yes. Um, let's see. I recently read um Parker Posey's memoir. Isn't it good? Okay, so that's a recent. So fun. <laughs> yeah, so fun. Um, that was. A I fun thought that, like the framing device was pretty genius. Right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, how did you make this work? Yes. Um, that was really good. Um, I'm trying to think like what I've read recently. Um, I'm staring at my bookshelf right now. <laughs> Um, you know, Just Mercy is also like an amazing book. If you haven't read that, I haven't, it just became a movie and that was why it's on my mind, but yeah, yeah, yeah. such a terribly sad, but moving, amazing book that I feel like everyone should read. Great. Um, And I don't know, like. I want to say the bell jar, but that's like so sad. So, no, but it is so good. Like, it's so good. Like that's usually like my favorite, one of my favorite books. It's so good. Do yeah. you listen to um, the Wings podcast at all? No, I haven't, but I've heard good things. Yeah. So if you like the bell jar, the one on Sylvia Plath was so oh, cool. Okay. And I like them because they're digestible. They're not too long. I mean, listen to me, my podcast tends to be over an hour, but <laughs> I feel like they were all like between 30 and 40 minutes and they were like oh, awesome nice. history lessons. Nice. And okay. yeah, you'll love it if you love the bell jar. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah. When you're not drinking coffee, what are some other little bevies that you like? Mm, um, big fan of matcha. So good. Yes. Love to make matcha at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like at home, I have an entire drawer of tea, like a massive drawer. Like, I wish I could show you this, but. Oh my gosh. I love it. It's probably it's, so well organized too. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> an abnormal amount of tea. And like, I forget that it's abnormal until people come over. They're like, wait, they, like, what? And they're like, uh, <laughs> like. Yeah. Um, so I love tea. Like, I think. I probably have at least two cups of tea a day. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all the tea, all the matcha. Um, and I love chai. Like we're so lucky we have a local um, chai brew here. Dude, Chico Chico chai is fire. So good. Um, I miss so much food and yeah. drink from Chico. <laughs> it's so good. Wow. There's like such great local businesses mm-hmm. in the food industry. So. Do you know what I really miss? You go to the farmer's market all the time, right? Yeah. Is the pie lady still there? She is. She's a magical fairy and it's the yeah. best pie. I mean, I think she's a literal fairy. I think you might it's, be right. I was like, who is this magical creature? Yep. Uh-huh. I always like go there. For and the tamales. The tamales food. are so good. Oh, yes. Tamales. Our Speaking farmer's market of- is really good. It's the best. I miss it. Yeah. Like I've been to quite a few farmer's markets and I'm like, this is actually really good. It's really good. And it makes sense. I mean, I drove through Chico... We drove through Chico on our way back from Oregon this Christmas, and it was crazy. I just hadn't been in so long, but I was like, oh, yeah, it's literally just farms all around it. Oh, so many almonds. Yes, all (laughs) the almonds. Speaking of farmer's market, what is your favorite flower? Can you pick one? Oh, gosh. Um, Okay. Like daisies, but also like don't make me pick because I also Pick a few. Throw them out. I also love like peonies and like ranunculas and like- Ranunculas are fire. Like I, yeah, I am a big believer in buying fresh flowers. Like I just Mm -hmm. think life is too short and Mm -hmm. just instant happiness in your house. It really is. I think you should. And like, again, like we have local flower farmers here, which I'm like- I feel good, like supporting them. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Like, exactly. Yeah. What is your favorite movie? Ooh. Oh my gosh. Ooh. <laughs> well, the question, the way that I frame this question, let me frame it for you. The way yeah, that I yeah, yeah. frame it, which is, when you were a kid and you went to Blockbuster or the video store, what was the movie that you picked up again and again, or you know, two to three films? Mm, okay. Well, when I was a kid, I loved Matilda. Ugh, me too. Oh, I watched it so many times. <laughs> Matilda and Grease was another one. Mm-hmm. 
so magical. Um, I mean, Moulin Rouge, like, mm-hmm. as a theater kid, I was definitely obsessed with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm, I've gotten so bad at answering, like, my favorite things. Like... I can relate though. It's a Gemini thing too, where you're like, I like so love so many things. Also ask me on a different day. I'm going to tell you something else. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, those are some favorites for sure, but I'm sure I have a thousand more. (laughs) Do you, do you have a song that you listen to when you need inspiration? Hmm. Lately, I cannot stop listening to Casey Musgraves. Is that, I don't know if that's how you say it. Yep. I cannot stop. Like I, that album, that last album was so good. Yeah. I just, it's like nothing else does it for me. And I just so beautiful. continually put it on repeat. I can't mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, wow. same. <laughs> well, this has been amazing. I have one final question. Yeah. What is something that you think all creatives listening need to hear? It's usually something that you need to hear yourself. Hmm. It's okay to take chances when you don't know the outcome. Hmm. That's so good. Yeah. I, yeah, I definitely, I think that life is just a series of like not knowing the outcome. And yeah. The more comfortable we get with that, exactly. the, the better life feels <laughs> like yeah. in your day to day. The anxiety can kind of take a, take a hike a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, I mean, having that kind of audacity to do things anyway, is going to leave you open to attracting the right kinds of things. So, yeah, so true. Yeah. And then, well, I mean, I said it was the last question, but <laughs> is there anything that we can hold space for you for in 2020? Um, you know, do you have any intentions or anything that you'd like to do for yourself that you can share with us and we can put some good energy toward that? Yeah, I mean, this year I I picked like a word of the year. <laughs> Tell me, what is it? <laughs> um, it's growth. I um, love that. Mine is sparkle. Oh my, what? Yeah. I love that. <laughs> That's true Paige Patterson. <laughs> um, yeah, growth. I, I'm really just opening myself up. I feel like last year was an experience of a lot of learning and trying and this year, I just feel, I feel like in a, I'm in a place where I'm more focused and just ready for growth in all aspects of my life, like transparency and um, really just going for it, you know? So and exciting. Yeah. And I hope to share that more too online. So That's amazing. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to have someone like you who's so creative and running her own business and, and working a dream job. And it's, it's so refreshing to, as you were saying in the beginning, you know, to go to things that are not social media for you. It's refreshing for me to talk to someone who's not an actor. I love actors as we all know, but um, seeing the universality of creation and, you know, being a freelancer is so exciting and you're a massive inspiration. So thank you so, so much. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. This was so much fun. Yay. I'm so glad. (laughs) Friends, thank you so much for tuning into the Blank Page Podcast. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to the show, rate, review, and if you have a friend you think might benefit from these conversations, let them know about it. Spread the word. Let's create a community where we lift each other up, support each other through the shitty times, and celebrate each other's wins. Please let me know if there's any way that I can support you in your journey. Thanks so much for listening, and have a beautiful day.